Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Sadie, and this is my podcast where I talk about anything from astrology to things that just interest me because of my birth chart. The other voice that you just heard was my brother, who will be showing up later in the podcast, whether he likes it or not. Anyways... On the last episode of my podcast, I talked about how if the universe is ever expanding, then astrology must be ever expanding. And one thing that I didn't touch on that subject was that this also means that there's no like astrologer or group of astrologers who know all of the information about astrology. Like I said before, we have to constantly learn new things about astrology. This also means that more often than not, astrology is like this series of calculations, and when you get them right, it is so satisfying. And personally, I really enjoy that. I like when I look back and I'm like, oh my god, look at that transit. That's what I. That's what was happening to me, that transit. I don't really like the idea of predicting the future, and I don't think the stars would want us to predict the future. I think they just want us to like know what we need to know in the moment. So it's just a really interesting thought process I've been thinking about, and in this episode of my podcast, I wanted to talk about some moments where I had like really divine clarity because of astrology, more in a retrospect than like in the moment type thing. I don't want to like predict the future but looking back it was really cool to know oh that's what was happening so that maybe in the future I can predict the future or maybe I just never will get to that point and it'll always just be exciting to know that the stars were exactly aligned with how I felt and what happened in the moment but to talk more about that I'm going to bring my brother Wyatt onto the podcast he is a scientific passionate person and he's super into astrology and he has more to say about this topic so let's hand it over to Wyatt thank you Sadie thank you for that warm introduction yeah I just wanted to basically expand a little bit on my experience with astrology I love that there's a lot of mathematics involved you know it can be really defined but just like mathematics it's like we can't even comprehend how much we know now versus how much there is to know we're always learning new types of mathematics we're always learning new ways to do things with numbers and that's exactly how i feel about astrology it's this ever-changing it's because it's like the universe it's ever-changing it is almost incalculable to know exactly where every heavenly body is going to be at any given time and i love it for being this fusion of the most specific type of mathematics in the most vague type of thing which is human interaction so you could be like calculate it and you could know like Taurus is going to have this influence on this planet at this time and that's going to make this happen but that's only a guess you know because there are so many ways that each sign can express itself because how because of how elaborate the human experience is so yeah i really love astrology for bringing those two things together for me the the most specific of things and the most loose the most abstract of things come together with astrology it's mathematics and it's people so i will hand it back to you for some anecdotes yeah so i was writing the horoscopes of my two store managers because they have their birthday within the same week you know which is in itself so interesting that both of my managers are leo sons um but nonetheless their rising sign is really what i was focused on and i was writing their horoscopes as a birthday present and so the 
store manager who I originally was hired by is a Scorpio rising and the one who is transitioning to be my new store manager is a Leo rising. So as I was writing the horoscope, particularly about the Sun and Leo squaring Uranus and Taurus on August 6th, I noticed a really interesting thing. Um, so for my Scorpio rising manager, the original manager, her son was... The sun was in her 10th house and it was in a, it was squaring Uranus in her 7th house. And it makes sense because she's moving far away, both changing her career and her possible relationships. In addition, these houses are three houses apart, meaning the third house can help her achieve her goals. And, you know, in this case, I'm thinking that the third house is probably something to do with the communication between her and her co-workers, as well as the neighbors who surround her. And in addition, she will live closer to her siblings by making this move. The seventh house is specifically about relationships that lead towards marriage. So even though this decision was probably difficult for her to make because she loved our store, it will likely cause her to meet someone she may marry. I really do believe that she will probably find the person she's going to marry from this move. In addition, because of her birthday, she had moved into the seventh house perfection year. So I can't help but think that the love of her life is where she just moved. For my store manager who is now taking her place, she is a Leo rising. So because of that, the sun is in her first house, and still, it's interesting to note that Uranus is in her 10th house. So for both, both of them, this transit affected their 10th house, which I thought was really interesting. But for the store manager who's coming now, I think that who she is as a person is going to really shape and change the way that the store works in a positive way. Because even though squares squaring planets create tension as an aspect that tension actually creates motivation it creates action to happen and overall there's a good outcome to this experience so even though this has been a tough time like there's not a lot of people who really enjoy change who would really choose change between things staying consistent it did create a lot more good in the store itself and in the personal lives of everyone involved. So I just thought that that was so interesting. As I was writing their horoscopes, I'm thinking to myself, whoa, did I just crack the code of why all of this is happening by looking at the sun in Leo squaring Uranus and Taurus? And that's just the kind of astrological studying that makes you want to never stop. And I can't imagine in my whole life that I'll ever stop because this is just too divine. But it's interesting because Wyatt actually also had a really cool experience in terms of getting a job that he might not normally be offered. And I told him we should look into the astrology of it. And this is the story of how Wyatt managed to get a pretty nice job with no background in the job he was offered. Yeah, so I think one thing that I wanted to add was that any mystic knows that there's no such thing as a coincidence. So when it really seems like the stars align, they must be, you know, because the universe doesn't create coincidences. It creates metaphors, it creates stories, all things to help teach and guide you the way that helps you most. And so we're like, oh, wow, that's a coincidence that, you know, that story works out so nice with the astrology of everything. But it was just meant to be, and it was meant to be 
a good way for you to view the world. It's it's a great vice. As for my story, it goes a little something like we're looking at my chart, you know, because we're both interested, and it turns out my Pluto trines my Chiron, which trines my Sun, and this started July first, I believe. And that's exactly, that's the month I moved in with my sister. Um, And so I've been living on my own. That's kind of like the start of all of this. And then it was maybe, it it was a week ago. I, I don't know the exact date. I mean, you know, seven days minus today. I had worked my first day for this new company. And that was actually another significant date for this celestial you know thing that's happening over the course of the next two years this trying and so we both found that very interesting because that's the start of my new job and then right after the start of that i start having these transformations you know these plutos in my chiron in my traumas you know so i'm not dealing with my parents you know i i'm not feeling a lot of oppression and uh i'll tell you actually probably the most interesting part of it is that I always viewed people older than me as authority figures, you know. You could be my parent, you could be my teacher, you could be my boss, but you are always an authority figure. We all think that way, a little bit. So it really the transition was that I had trauma from feeling oppressed by my parents. I would always, like the one thing we'd always fight about, I would say, you guys aren't respecting me the way I need to be respected, and I'll tell you how I need to be respected so we can have meaningful conversations and come to good meaningful conclusions and compromises you know that's what i care about i'm if you don't know i am a capricorn moon and i think that's very important to me is mutual respect and here i am living away from my parents and starting a new job and these people immediately well the first day i worked i did a 12-hour shift overnight And so I did that, you know, no sweat. I can do that. Um, And then they were like, hey, we have a good idea. What if you were running the warehouse and you were organizing the warehouse and you were doing all this kind of like more managerial type stuff and you're just the head of the warehouse? And I was like, well, I've never done that before. Obviously, I would need training and all this stuff. But now that this is my second day in the warehouse cleaning and doing stuff and now that i'm here i feel so respected by a bunch of people who are 10 years older than me 20 years older than me and i never would have thought in my lifetime that i would have that experience you know because of my experience with all my past authority figures so that that's a really good way that i've seen personally my signs align for me you know it's not a coincidence it's just astrology. If you believe it, you can see it right in front of you. Yeah, and the moments when your Pluto trines your Chiron, those are really important. And to just reiterate, Pluto is the planet of like change, drastic change. Um, actually, not even just change, but rebirth, an entire difference in the way things were before. And as he said, Chiron is about your trauma. So what a special time. And the first two dates we noticed is the first one was when he moved out. The second one's when he was working. So I'm thinking to myself, the next one might be a really healthy relationship or 
he gets promoted or something like that. So it's exciting to like calculate the other two and be like, oh my God, those exact days, something happened to me. And then see more dates where you're like, I wonder what's going to happen there. And it's not that, you know, you don't want to like look at that exact day and be like, this is the day something's happening and just wait and just be like drooling, waiting for the moment. Like it's not going to happen exactly. You don't know the exact precise astrological time. Even with our little human math, we can't, exactly predict the moment that these planets impact us but it is really exciting to know that around those time periods there are like three more times when Wyatt's Pluto trining his Chiron really makes a big impact on his life and I'm so excited to see what happens but I wanted to move on to another topic that I thought would be really interesting to hear about on May 17th I wrote um, my Sadie's summer horoscope of 2021 and you know it's August 4th but it's feeling like fall already I don't know if that's a global warming thing or we're just lucky that it's not brutally hot out but I wanted to read uh, Wyatt and I's rising signs like whatever like I'll read Libra he reads Gemini and then see if that's what happened to us if that's where our summer went just to kind of test my reading skills so let's look at that so when i wrote these summer horoscopes i thought it was a virgo rising so i'm really excited to see what i said to libra risings thinking that that wasn't me and this is what i wrote don't take this game too seriously it's just a minimum wage worker minigame and it wins you all the coins to play the fun games it's just a daily vlog channel for a student and it's really aesthetically pleasing to watch. I think you're picking up what I'm putting down, Libra. Whatever it takes, you must learn to embrace every single moment to the fullest appreciation. This doesn't mean quitting your job and traveling, but rather finding the purpose in any given moment you spend at work. Not just professional settings, but academic, romantic, and platonic ones as well. Pay deep attention to your friend's unusual interest monologue. Write a nice message on a customer's receipt. When the wind blows past you, make sure you smell it. Time is moving one second at a time, and yet none of them seem to exist when we really focus on them. A watched pot never boils, and a planned future never satisfies. Give in to each moment as though this was exactly what you asked for. Oh, wait. My reflection on this is that when I read the line, this doesn't mean quitting your job and traveling, I literally almost quit my job this summer. There's a point where I'm sitting at the computer waiting to put my two weeks in, and it's just... My mom is calling. Hold on one second. <laughs> Hi, Mom. What's up? What are you guys doing? Um, We're recording a podcast. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I make a podcast now. I mean, yeah, but I called right in the middle of it. Yeah, like dead in the middle of it. Like, why oh, and I okay. are passing the I'll Mac? Let you go. Okay, well, I'll call you after we're done with it. Okay, have... bye. Wait, 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 wait. Do you have anything to say to the podcast? Yeah, do you have any thoughts you'd like to share with your audience? Um, my children are metaphysical geniuses, so. <laughs> no, something they didn't already know. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, we're going to call you back soon. We're almost done. Okay, bye. Bye.
There's nothing quite like being gassed up by your mom, but back to my reflection. So another thing that I said that was really interesting, as I said, like something about writing uh, nice comments on a customer's receipt. I've actually been writing really nice things on customer cups, just like, I hope you have a great day, friend. And like, you know, nice to see you again, bestie and stuff like that. And it's funny because a lot of people will see that and be like, oh, wow, you like made my day. And then some other people will see that and never come to my coffee shop again. Um, so it's just really funny stuff. Um, let me look at what's up, what else, what else? Your friend's unusual interest monologue. I mean, that's basically just every day when Wyatt gets home from work and he's talking. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good, Wyatt. Yeah, that's good. I mean... Really, though, I do agree with all of this, especially since, like, I just feel like I've been focusing on work, but not just, like, the job I have, but, like, if I love something, how do I make it pleasurable to make money off of it? Like, normally, I think if you really are passionate about something, there's no way you can make money off of it, but going back to this horoscope, it makes total sense why my position on that changed this summer. So, I give my reading for my own rising sign a 10 out of 10 i know that sounds ironic but obviously i did write it so it would fit for myself i hope that maybe wyatt has a more realistic perspective maybe he can give me less than a 10 out of 10 but i'm really blown away by how great that was for myself and that was really great for you wasn't it but moving right along to gemini rising i will go ahead and read mine it says i dare you to keep a journal write down the way you feel when you smoke Finish a bad movie, try a new flavor of chips, finish a long drive. Allow magic into the cracks of your life, filling the spaces between reality and your desires. Most importantly, a journal will show you patience. It will be like watching a seed turn into a pair of leaves, at least in some way. I hope you express yourself these upcoming months at the minimum. Scream your fears into the words for the trees to eat. If you can manage, pick up some art supplies and get hard to work. Happy solar return to the most intellectual sign of them all, beating Aquarius only because of Aquarius's fondness for conspiracy theories. This is truly a magical time to be alive, and I am grateful that you all share this energy with us once a year. Imagine that a classic coming-of-age movie is being filmed about you this summer. Let the plot unfold without resistance. So this is actually my first time reading this. Uh, ironically, even though this is my sister's blog, um, I should read this more often, honestly. But first thing I notice, obviously, is that I've been trying to keep a journal for years. Um, and I said trying because I'm not keeping a journal. And that's what trying is. Trying is wanting to do something but not actually doing it. That's what trying is. I try not to use the word trying, try, because I know it's not, you're not doing it, you're trying it. So I definitely think I should keep a journal. I think I should stick to it. And that's a challenge that I, you know, I want to keep. She Like, that's the first sentence. I dare you to keep a journal. I accept the dare. I'll try it. I'll try it. So, I, I look forward to that, honestly. Allow magic into the cracks of your life. I mean, I, I feel like I do. And I don't notice it, maybe, as often as I should. You know, when it, like, my job is going to have magic to it somewhere. 
my home life, no matter how dull it may be for time or something like that, it's going to have its magic. So it should keep that in mind. I think magic is probably the one thing that keeps me going. So the more I recognize it, probably the better I'm going to feel. I should definitely do that. Most importantly, a, a journal will show you patience. It's probably the one thing that every Gemini struggles with. I mean, I don't have to tell anybody with Gemini placements that, you know, they're a little spontaneous and a little bit, like, active and they don't skip a beat, you know. If you've ever had the, you know, blessing or curse of a Gemini, a Gemini rising in my case, uh, monologuing to you, they'll never stop given the opportunity. So having patience would probably also supplement that. It would, it would probably make me a better conversationalist because I don't lack on the conversation part of a conversation. I lack on the listening side of a conversation. So hopefully that would actually help me. Let's see here. What else do I resonate with? Scream your fears into the words for the trees to eat. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what do you what do you do when you're scared? You know, I know that I just keep it inside. Who wants to know about what you're scared of? You know, you're not manly if you're a guy. You're not brave if you're a girl. You know, there's there's so many reasons why you'd be like, Oh, I have no fears, you know, or you'd write off your fears as nothing, no big deal. Nothing that anybody should be concerned about, let alone yourself. So I think that one's a great call, you know, to go out into nature, to really feel your feelings, really feel your fears and just let it go. You know, that like have that release. I would love that, honestly. And yeah, I mean, just a lot of praise for the rest of this, you know, paragraph about Gemini Risings. I appreciate it. I appreciate the writer, my sister, this gay son of a bitch. This all looks really good, and I think I said all that I needed to say. My rating for this reading, Gemini Rising, yeah, I mean, I like what it says. If I had to give it a rating, I'd give it a solid, let's say, 8 out of 10. Because this is like nudges, you know, like, you should keep a journal, you should let your fears go, you should, you know, like work on yourself, work on the magic in your life. And I like that it's suggestive, but definitely my type of, you know, information. Like one of the things I do whenever I read astrology is I read what calls me out. They're like, oh, Pisces are the worst at getting clean. They are the most notorious drug abusers, you know, something like that. And I'll see that and I'll be like, man, do I do XYZ drugs too often? You know, and I'll see it and, and it'll call me out and I'll be like, hopefully I'll get better from here on out. Now that I know, now that I'm self-aware enough to know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's what I usually look for. And this is definitely more palatable to more people. But um, I'm definitely like, come at me, you know, like rip me apart in a way where I can actually learn something and become better for it. Thanks for saying all that, Wyatt. You know, something you probably didn't know while listening to this podcast is that Wyatt and I were prepared. Fuck, that was a real stutter. <laughs> what I was gonna say is we're progressively becoming more drunk, <laughs> which is why that stutter was so funny.
Welcome back to the podcast. Please stop. So Wyatt and I both have our Mercury in Pisces, but Wyatt's Mercury in Pisces is in the 10th house at the 11th degree, and the 11th degree is the Aquarius degree. Meanwhile, my Mercury is in the 5th house at 11 degrees, so we're both at 11 degrees in Aquarius degree, but mine's in the 5th house, which is a Leo house, and his is the 10th house, which is a Capricorn house, so I obviously have way more fun than he does. <laughs> oh look, Wyatt has something to say now, obviously. Obviously, I don't even know what that means, but um, I've always felt a connection between the 10th house and the 5th house, um, you know, now that it's brought up, and it, I guess it's really that, like, the 5th house is half the 10th ten, house, and I bring mathematics so strongly into astrology. Like, most people, they're like, they probably have nothing to do with each other. There's nothing that, like, describes the relationship between the 10th house and in the fifth house other than maybe like a fifth you know like they work in fifths together but no i've i've always felt like capricorn and leo have have something to do with each other i've just never been able to explain it i mean both of them are really like professional positions you know what i mean like anyways i'm gonna hand it over to our sponsor of this podcast and she's really really cool so please listen carefully my name is Sadie and I'm the sponsor of this video because it's free to promote your website on your own content. So if you go to sadieolivia.art.blog, you will find free readings for all signs. In addition, you will be able to book a reading with me for a price that we discuss together because it's hard times, you know. I want you to be able to afford a reading to get the answers you're looking for without breaking the bank. So please privately message me and let's talk about what rates you can afford if you're interested in getting a private reading. If not, I do have free readings and I upload them pretty regularly for all the signs so you don't have to pay to understand what's about to go on in your life astrologically. I also have a portfolio for my photography content and for my poetry content. So if you're looking to see more of who I am as a person, I'm a very multi-dimensional artist and you can find it on my blog, sadieolivia.art.blog. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate every single person who supports me. It's only going to go up from here. And so I hope you're along for the ride because I'm going to bring you with me. That's it for this second episode of Student of the Universe. I really, really, really fucking appreciate you and love you. If you ever need anything, please message me on my website. DM me on Instagram or Twitter. Like, you're my friend. And I know that sounds cheesy, but I'm serious. Like... There's no such thing as a stranger to me. If you hear this and it resonates with you and you have questions or you have answers, please let me know. I really care about you and I'm so glad you're here on this earth with me. So anyways, thank you for listening and I will see you probably tomorrow because I love making podcasts. Goodbye!